Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You are watching and listening to Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenci. I'm on the grid, and I'm also part of the loudest station in the nation. And if it isn't, we're going to make it the loudest freaking station in the nation. SB Nation Radio. Uh, if you missed our debut uh, yesterday, welcome aboard. I am Gabriel Morenci. I, I need an introduction, but the, the man that uh, we do the show with, <laughs> he's a legend. He doesn't need an introduction at all. He's on the grid as well, the Raging Redhead Cam Store. What's up, Cam? Uh, settle down, Morantz. You don't sell yourself short there, buddy. Uh, legendary status. I'm just, uh, we're having a good time. Want to welcome everybody to SB Nation, buddy. Let's kick some ass. You and uh, Pharrell and me, and we're going to have a good time here every day, buddy. Uh, let's just go, man. Uh, good news. We're starting to see some optimism, at least. Uh, some good news. Not for everybody, not for some NASCAR drivers, but sports looks like they're at least trying, buddy. The wheels are in motion. Yeah, I guess, you know, you're right. The sun is shining in New York City. You know, that that's a, a positive. And I actually took a beautiful picture of a rainbow. Nice. Somewhere, somewhere Where over, yeah, over the, the rainbow. rainbow. Um, <laughs> so I guess there's a light at the end of the tunnel. But at the same point in time, there's still a lot of darkness that goes on yeah. right now. And 2020 has sucked like 2020 you know what's the what's the saying that they say cam uh go home you're drunk yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You, you can't stay here you got to go somewhere yeah, like 2020 it's getting booted from the bar like oh, you yeah. got to go bro like it's enough and <laughs> it pretty much started with kobe bryant and remember like when kobe bryant it really shook people very hard like people were rattled and started thinking about their own lives little yeah. do we know kobe was just the first of like fat tens of thousands uh, so to speak, but just in the past couple of days, been a rough week from uh, Tavares Jackson, a Super Bowl champion. And, yeah. you know, shout out to my boy Warren Sharp, who does a great job breaking football down, uh, Sharp football. But uh, Warren Sharp, when people were talking about Tavares Jackson, it was like, you know, backup quarterback or NFL no, vet. No, no, and no, Warren no. Sharp said, when you say Tavares Jackson, make sure you say Super Bowl champion. Exactly. Tavares you know, and he was. Tavares Jackson was a member of the Seattle Seahawks and always there when you needed him. That's a guy that whenever his number was called, Tavares Jackson would get it done. Carl Anthony Towns' mother passes. Real sad. Uh, you know, real sad stories. And he was really close with her, too. Like, his mother passes 59 years old due to coronavirus. And um, Hank Steinbrenner uh, yeah. passes away. Not coronavirus. 
And, you know, Hank had actually been ill for a little while. He'd, he'd stepping away, uh, step back from the team. And, um, yeah, he had long-time liver issues. So Hal is the one that runs the team more so. But nevertheless, 63 years old, rough Still week. young. Yeah, rough week in the sports world. And, you know, the New York Post, uh, legendary photographer, sports photographer, only 49 years old. So while there is a light of the tunnel, there's still a lot of a lot of sadness out there. And 2020 just sucks. Like, uh, you know, you know, get lost, blow me, or as you would say, Cam. Get bent. Yeah, get bent. <laughs> 2020, yeah, 2020, get bent. Yeah, get bent. I'm with you. I was really looking forward to this year too, Marantz. I was like, 2020, you know, it's it, good things are going to happen. I'm like, eh, I don't know. Like, no, uh, no, no, dude. No, the fun. 20s are no good. Don't worry. You and I won't be around. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to be around for 3020. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but 1920, Spanish, uh, the, the plague, the flu. You're right. 2020. Yeah. And if you go back, I don't want to get too um, Discovery Network-ish right now. Yeah. Dude, but if you want to go back in time, yes. good things never happen on the 20s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't like the 20s. No, yeah, no, like, so, don't worry. You won't be around for the next not, one. Around. Yeah, no, the way things are going, buddy. I just, uh, we, we just hope we can, uh, another day above ground is a good day for me, pal. I'll tell you that. Yeah, listen, I'll be, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll be very happy to make it to 2030 uh, at this yeah. point in time. But uh, oh. it even sounds weird saying that, uh, 2030. All right, we've got a lot of stuff uh, to get to. Actually, you know what? Let me get this out of the way now. Speaking of coronavirus and everything that's going on, um, this is crazy, and I am a believer in this. I don't know about you, Cam, but I do, you know, you know, I'm a deep thinker about these things. I almost think too much when it comes to real life things, but I am a believer in destiny and timing. Oh, and definitely. Timing, timing. Yep, doesn't mean like you're lucky, good, bad. It's very random, but I'm a believer of like, sometimes I'll get really mad. Like, I can't believe... I can't believe I'm stuck in the parking lot outside a giant game for two and a half hours trying to get an Uber. <laughs> and then I think to myself, I'm, you know what? I'm like, you know what? Maybe you're sitting here and you just missed a car accident. Exactly. You in, in some weird timeline that because you're here. And then I'm like, trust in God that he's looking out for you and just ride the wave. And I'm a big believer in that. And it's crazy because I was watching Better Call Saul the other night. And they did this little spiel about the decisions that you make on the road that you take come back, like, down the road. And there's no sure. turning back once you're on that road. You and I talk about this often in gambling terms. And it really is true to spin it in gambling terms. And I never really realized it. I don't think a lot of people do. You do. We've been around a long time. But a bet that you're making on that Sunday afternoon and you think frivolously or you're chasing and you're like... Yeah. You know what? Oh, I'm going to put 450 bucks on the Falcons minus the three and a half or whatever. Make sure you like that pick because it'll happen three weeks down the road, four weeks down the road. You're going to be like, oh, man, like, I don't I don't have that money. I'm a little short on this. Exactly. Bet. I like this. Yep. And you're going to think, well, maybe if you didn't lose on that Falcon bet three weeks ago, the decisions you make people like. I'm not, I don't want to sell like your parents. It's going to be on your permanent record. <laughs> but <laughs> it is true. Like decisions you make in life put you in different places. And where I'm going with this is, all right, this is crazy. The San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Yep. The 49ers are on the verge of winning the Super Bowl. And sorry to bring it up because I was on the Chiefs. Okay, Cam was okay. on the Niners. Yep. So they're on the verge of winning the Super Bowl, man. And... 
The city of San Francisco is ready to hit the streets. What have we seen over the past couple of years for championships? These parades are insane. Yeah. The Raptors had 4 million people at their parade. Can you imagine having a parade right now with 4 million people with coronavirus? San Francisco was at the forefront of this, like New York. All right? If they would have won the Super Bowl, they would have had a parade with millions of people. And I think literally, you know, 50,000 people would have died. (laughs) Like, like the the spread would have been, like, unknown. Like, you can't even quantify it. Like, I've seen one one graph that one person can basically be traced to, like, 58,000 after. Like, the way it multiplies. So imagine, like, two and a half million people on the street. And I was also thinking about this. So imagine, guys, I don't know, like, when San Francisco lost, maybe God was, like, doing him a weird favor in the city. He's like, yeah, you lose the game, but I'm saving you from a plague. Uh, you know? And it happened know. quick. It happened quick, too, right? Like, you said it. San Francisco was going to win, and then Kansas City went boom, boom, boom. Like, yeah. in that short period of time, the whole, th- the whole yeah, it thing. It was almost like it was divine intervention. It was. Like, it was almost like, no, 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 no. and now we pull the carpet from under it. Yes, exactly. That's what it felt like to me. Like, if you look back on it, it's almost like, man, it's true. Like, something changed that game. <laughs> like, it was like, what happened? San Francisco was rolling. They were. It was just this weird, and you could see it in their face, Cam. I was live. I even said, they're done. Yeah. You could just see it. They were walking right into it. And I don't know. Was it divine? Like, it's just a man. I'm just stating. Pretty crazy. Fascinating. That if San Francisco would have won. And honestly, if you go back to everyone, like, made fun of Rudy Gobert. If not root for Rudy Gobert, God knows what would have happened either. He was the one that basically got the NBA shut down. Yeah. It would have been a disaster. Four guys got coronavirus in the one game that he was in already, and we don't even know if he was the creator of it. That's the whole thing with this thing. No one knows where it ever comes from. Yeah, it's crazy, Marantz. You know, you brought up a great point. I was with Vizine Vince, a San Francisco fan, and we just stand there stunned. And, it, yeah, it usually happens in Super Bowls. Like, San Francisco and Baltimore, another one with the lights go out. In this game, there was a feeling, not a feeling of a football game, but there felt like a higher power. And I looked over to him, too. And he's a positive guy. He was done, too. Like, I look over. Why, I, why I, does I, guys through Buffalo all the time? I, yeah, exactly. I'd like to know that, like, you know, Tell me something know better. the secret recipe? Yes. That's the thing I'd ask, actually. I'd ask God. <laughs> God like, why, like, like, why not once? One. Yeah, one. Why not once did you ever let the Sabres <laughs> or, like, Bills win? No, not even the Bills. The Sabres. <laughs> the foot in the crease. You're right. Like, what is Buffalo? And if yeah, any- both of them. That's what I'm saying. Like, the entire city, like. They even had an NBA team. They lost it. Like, I would just ask him, like, what did Buffalo do? He'd probably say burial ground. <laughs> Good point, actually. A lot of native tribes. He'd say, he'd say yeah, we yeah. warned them. We warned them in the old days. They didn't listen. Burial ground. Big answer, Marantzi. I think that's very strong. <laughs> you said, and what made the city of Dallas? Like, you give the Dallas Stars and the Cowboys, like, a I city know, that they go, oh, and they can have oil. Oh, I know. Like, you know I mean? like, like, Buffalo chicken wings. Yeah. Texas gets oil. Like, and, you know, and, like, and, I don't know. They're like, you know, like I said, the Lord works in mysterious ways. So, so speaking, <laughs> speaking of the Cowboys, we talked about their, their stupid party. And it actually makes me mad. It just it angers me the more I think about it. So the stupid Cowboys. I want to tell you something. Dak Prescott, think about this. He used to be the golden boy. Oh, I'm not going to play. Going to wait on the new contract. What now? Is he getting whispers from like a bad 
Uh, you know, when Kawhi Leonard was getting advice from the uncle, who's who's in his ear right now? I'll play through my contract. Don't worry about it. I'm not going to worry about anything but new. He did. Doing. But my point being is he's changed a lot. He's not even giving these guys yes. anything. He's the, he's the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. He's got an ego. He had a good year. I get it and all that. He has changed a little bit. There's no doubt. But so now, so listen, the party was stupid. Yeah. You never should have, you know, you never should have the party. Marcus Spears, former cowboy, rips them as well. Jerry Jones, of course, absent on this, right? Which is an embarrassment. Like they really should be taking responsibility uh, for this, but we already talked about uh, that. But this is a bizarre world we live in now in the National Football League. Instead of mini camp, there's virtual camp now. Yeah. So basically teams like and it's it's for real. Like you're obligated to be there. Like it's it's a, it's a bizarre world we're in here now. Yeah. So basically, it's like Josh Allen is like obligated to be in front of a laptop with his face there. Like, yeah. Hey guys, uh, ready to go. And <laughs> it's not like you know smoke weed and yeah. lap drink you know, Coors Light time. Yeah. It's like no no look, you're on the clock now. McDermott's talking. Like it's yeah. basically one of these. Like this is what they're doing. They don't have a choice. So it's all virtual. But only the Dallas Cowboys. And I talk about this. I said this the other day. Only the Dallas Cowboys can find themselves in a controversy in the middle of a pandemic. Like, only the Cowboys would throw a party somehow. Like, even Antonio Brown wouldn't do this. You're right. He's uh, been you know quiet. Like, he's been very quiet. Even Antonio <laughs> Brown didn't throw a party with 30 people. <laughs> like, you know, it's just so, like, he worked out with Lamar Jackson, whatever. But, so the Cowboys, I just think about it. Like, they really are a clown show. Think of back to last year how they dangled Jason Garrett and Jerry yeah. Jones. One week he's crying after the game. Another week he's threatening people. He's like a crazy old man. And they're a clown show. You know, the way they handle their coaching staff and everything. You know, Doc Prescott, you're the quarterback, bro. I would expect this from Zeke Elliott. Yeah. I would expect it like if Des Bryant was on the team. It's like, you're the quarterback. You're supposed to be the leader. And... It's just, it's such a joke. We know that the cops just look the other way and all this, even though there are cops in Kentucky putting nails in the parking lot of a church the other day, like to keep uh, people out of the parking lot. Like, so mm. it just goes to show like, you know, the, the power that the Cowboys have. But I'm thinking only the Cowboys. I don't blame Dak Prescott on this one, Ken. It's Jerry Jones. Like, do you like drama? Like, do you like, like, like right now, why don't you just freaking sign him and get it over with? You know you're going to sign him. In the same way you knew you were going to fire Jason Garrett. Yep. Like you made, you, everyone knows you're not letting Dak Prescott go. We all know this. All right? You're going to pay him. So freaking pay him. Why have this stupid story now of Dak Prescott guys holding out from virtual camp? I've never heard of this, man. It's the first virtual camp. So the Cowboys, of course, they're the first you know, team with yeah. a guy to hold out a virtual camp. But the thing is, Cam, listen. Doug Prescott is not under contract anymore. No, he he's not. Through it. He's not an employee of the Dallas Cowboys right now. He doesn't have to show up. But if I was him, I wouldn't show up either. But it, to me, it's on Jerry Jones for just perpetuating a circus all the time. Yeah, no, you said it. It started last year, going into the locker rooms, doing all that stuff, leaving uh, Jason Garrett, hanging him out to dry. But I will say this, Gabe, they had a lot of guys to sign. And it's funny. 
They don't talk about, oh, we're going to give this. We're going to give, oh, Amari Cooper the money and this guy the money. So when it comes down to it, Dak Prescott, they like Prescott, but they really want to pay him like a top-end quarterback. This is how you twist the news. This is how you stick it and try to save a couple million dollars while they're trying to get other guys yeah. signed up. It's true, Dave. He, he plays games. Players. No, no, he look, play games. Look, he does play games. He did the same thing with Zeke Elliott. Yes, he did. He, he ended up paying him a ton anyways, but yeah. you played the game with him. You right? did? And I don't understand why. The thing with Jerry Jones is, and I like a lot of things about Jerry Jones. I think the, you know Jerry Jones is good for the National Football League, all right, like he is. And I'm saying Jerry Jones is almost like Mark Cuban. He's one of the smarter owners in the room. A lot of these guys are old, crusty guys, and they don't really understand modern stuff. Jones gets it, all right? But at the same point in time, you know, his, his indecisiveness all the time leads to, like, just uncertainty, chaos, and drama but his reputation of doing whatever it takes to win is actually a fallacy. It, it surprised yeah. me, Ken. I saw, I saw a, the amount of money spent, like average on each team, like on players, over the last uh, 10 years. The Cowboys were like 13th, bro. Like he's not over the cap. Like he's, you know, he reminds me of, it's like, I don't know when you remember um, when uh, once Bart got hit by a car, and Homer's shaking Burns down for money. <laughs> and, and Burns says to him, I'd like to help you out, but things are a little tight now. <laughs> and then the ceiling, the oh, yeah. ceiling collapses with gold and cash and stuff. It's like, like, it's like, he's so like, bad. I'd really like to help you out, help Homer. You. Like, uh, give me $1,000. Things are kind of tight at the plant now. <laughs> Boom, like, bam, all the gold and money falls. <laughs> it's like Jerry Jones. It's like Jerry Jones is sitting, like the guy posts pictures, world's most expensive yacht. Yep. It's like you're posting pictures. You're on your $600 million yacht. And what, you're going to tell Dak Prescott, I can't give you 34, I'll give you 31. That's a part it's, of him. You know, it's like, in fact, <laughs> the bridge, get back, blow me. I'd be like, dude, yep. why do you play games with me like this all the time? Why do you play games with everybody? That's rich guy. A lot of rich guys do that, power tripping. That's yes. what he's doing. He's power tripping. I own the Cowboys. You're going to dance. I say what they'll what's never gonna... win. I, I know it's cliche, but they'll never win. They no, won't they... win with this guy. Like they can't win. No, I I, I think there's and a lot the of players that they have. They're not winners either. Doc's a good player. He's not winning a Super Bowl. I, I agree with you. Like Dak Prescott's good, but seriously, let's call it out for what it is. In every big game, he's shown up a few times, but when they needed a big third down, incomplete. Him and as Ezekiel Elliott run the wrong pattern. Doesn't no win games for you. And yeah. you know what, George Kurtz, and Kurtz gonna join 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 uh, join us later. Kurtz has brought that up, and he's a big Cowboy fan. And even I'm like, look at his numbers; they're pretty good with Amari Cooper. And I'm a Doc defender, but it's true. I've never seen this guy when the Cowboys are down by ten with five minutes left. Like, there's they're done. Like, he's a front runner. If things they're leading and stuff, he'll make plays. He doesn't win big games. They even couldn't beat the Bills on Thanksgiving. Like, he easily gets wilted on third downs. They're not gonna win. You know, I, I listen, I'm praying they will play football, but I'll tell you what, the Eagles are going to win that division. The Eagles have had a lot of bad luck in the past you two years. Said it. You said it, man. The Eagles had all of their team and secondary out, and they still made the playoffs and almost beat the Seahawks with McCown. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get on the grid, sports grid, and get in the nation. A lot of station in the nation, SB Nation Radio. Let's rock. I am Gabriel Brunson with Morgan Dow and Raging Reddit. Cam Stewart. A lot of NFL news. We're just talking about the Dallas uh, Clown Boys. Oh, I mean, I mean, uh, Cowboys. Yeah, they um, are Clown Boys. I don't I like- know what it is with, with teams named Cowboys. You got, you know, you got the mullet oh, man out there yeah. in Stillwater. Oh, no, 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 no. Me first, we're going to have football. Oh, sorry, sorry. Coronavirus? No, 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 no. Well, I, I, I really misunderstood. I really didn't know what was happening. Yeah, Gundy's the best. <laughs> I'm 40. I'm a man. Fight me. <laughs> Yeehaw. I'm not worried either. about any virus. I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> Won't touch me. I'm that's Gundy. Why, that's why you should be worried, Gundy. But, uh, <laughs> but, but, but uh, that's another uh, story. So, so yeah, the Dallas Cowboys are just, it doesn't matter. It's amazing to me the consistency. And the consistency of the Cowboys and the Big D for being the big drama. Yeah, it's like, just, it's, it's amazing. Like, Amer- for America's team, let's call them out. Uh, gone are the days of uh, Barry Switzer and Jimmy Johnson. The Cowboys are an average football team. They make the playoffs big deal. Like, who are they? There's so many. Look at the, look at the Chiefs. Look at the Niners. Look at everybody else. You're America's team? Really? This is a team I think is regressing. And you said it. Philadelphia, they had half of their team banged up, and they still showed up with any type of health. Philadelphia take Dallas out to the woodshed, Marenzi. Come on. Yeah. You know, it'll be interesting to see. Now, listen, you're talking about the light at the end of the tunnel. I've been a little bit more positive over the last couple of days, only because of the pure greed of these sports leagues that – they all seem to be pretty adamant now. They are. <laughs> they're not backing down. Now the NHL is even like saying, you know what? We think we might be able to squeeze this in. Um, <laughs> I got I to be honest. I don't the think the NHL will pull no, it off. I think the, I think the NHL is like, okay, player quarantine till April 30th. Yeah, but that's what you said a couple weeks ago. Like, where is the plan? The North Dakota plan? Way, if you notice, the NHL is the one league. Like, they got a ton of players with it. Oh, I know. Like, yeah, they, like the Ottawa Senators, like, they all had it. I know. Michelle, they don't tell you who gets it, right? The NBA guys are, they'll go on Twitter and admit it. Hey, I got the virus, I'm at home, right? Yeah. Like, NHL guys are all, ooh. So, like, uh, four or five Ottawa Senators got it. Right. I think there's two or three Colorado Avalanche players. I got it too, yeah. Colorado and Ottawa. Yeah. But, you know, quite frankly, the thing with the NHL is they don't have the money to pull this off. No, they don't. Like that that's the thing. Like it, it would take a lot of money to plan everything and but that's rude to be Gabe. We talk about it. They're a gate league. What are you gonna do? Like this, yes. that's where they make money, right? Like you talk about it, even though hockey's gaining in popularity, it's a blip on the radar sc- screen if they do have the playoffs in comparison to an NBA or anything else, right? They need the money from people in the damn buildings, and you're not gonna be playing in front of people. So they're screwed. 
No, but it would cost them a lot of money for all the tests yes. and to isolate and to pay the town off. And like, there's just so much. Yet when I say light at the end of the tunnel, like Cuomo, the governor of New York, and listen, Cuomo's not a commissioner of a sports league, but the fact is, um, you know, that that's it's New York City. It's Madison <laughs> Square Garden. It's, it's, it's the NBA. It's college basketball. It, it's the, the, the Nets. But New York and New Jersey are essentially the same. Like, they, they are governed the same. Like, everything is sort of done in conjunction, except the legalized sports betting yeah, at the yeah, time. Yeah, sports betting. So, FanDuel. Yeah. So um, that was the only thing. So basically, everything is always in conjunction. And both of them were very resistant. Uh, you know, the sports when asked. Will Blitzer asked, uh, you know, can we expect to see the Jets and the Giants uh, playing um, at the Meadowlands? And they said, well, it's too soon to tell, but there'd be a lot of challenges. You know, that was thrown out there all the time. Cuomo just did an interview in which he stated, I think sports can be back with no fans. So the no fans is a reality, a real reality. Yet, as sports fans, you know, I don't I think you're insane. I mean, we talked about that poll. 72% of quote-unquote sports fans said that sports leagues should wait until fans are allowed to go to games to come back. That's, and I that's, say 100% of sports gamblers that would be polled would freaking disagree I adamantly am. and say, blow me. <laughs> I don't give a crap if there's fans in there. And I don't want to bet on the game. I mean, the Bundesliga, soccer league in Germany, they're going to be one of the first ones up, major pro sports leagues, uh, to be up. Can't wait uh, to bet on. I don't care how many people are in the stands. But nevertheless, let's get into, uh, let's get into some more NFL uh, football talk uh, right now. Let me ask you, uh, so uh, McCaffrey... And I don't want to be that guy, but no. I'm, I'm getting tired of McCaffrey and his hot girlfriend posting pictures all the time. Yeah. It's just one of those deals. Like, I get it. Your girlfriend's hot. You guys are rich. You know what I mean? It's like all the time. Like, oh, and it's like Christian McCaffrey signs contract. Girlfriend celebrates, and they're there. Yeah. It's like Mahomes' his girlfriend. It's like, we get it. I got nothing against you, but you got, you got to be in every picture. Like, and I got to be real. I'll be a Grinch. I'm actually going to say this. I'll be the Grinch because you don't you don't want to be the Grinch. I'll no, be the Grinch. I don't Grinch. even like the kids at press conference. I don't either. I it's don't like, either. Guys, I get it. Like, if you win the championship, the last game of the year, you want to bring your kid up. But for the love of God, everyone's bringing their kids up to every press conference. Everyone's girlfriend is there. It's like, dude, just do your job. And then, like, I remember the old days I covered baseball. I was in the clubhouse. You know what I mean? There was a ton of hot chicks. They weren't allowed in the room. No. Nope. And I don't want to sound like Archie Bunker, but they weren't allowed. And it was for a lack of drama. They basically stated, no girlfriends or wives allowed in the clubhouse. I don't, want to, sound like, I don't want to sound like that guy, too. The old curmudgeon, old get off children. my lawn. But imagine yeah, what. Let me just say this, Cam. Jack Lambert game? Bringing in kids? <laughs> there was one exception. Who? With the Expos. Vladimir Guerrero had his kid inside the locker room all the time. Guy, though. And people didn't like it. Even yeah. other players were like, yeah. They didn't mind because Vladimir Guerrero used to control the music, too. Like, if he wanted, he'd crank salsa, like, really loud and stuff. So, <laughs> so basically, they didn't like it. Like, people were like, dude, you know, my kid's here, too. But how come? And they were basically like, just shut up, dude. He's Vladimir Guerrero. And the thing is, Vladimir was young. He didn't have any friends, really, Vladimir. He didn't talk to yeah. anyone. He only really had his family. So they were like, listen. Let his kid, that little kid is on the Toronto Blue Jays now. Yeah, Growing up in the clubhouses yep. and, and batting practice and all that type of stuff. But, yeah, go on, Cam. So 
Yeah, I'm not down with the girlfriends and the wise pictures all the time. Golf is big on that crap. Too. Oh, golf is huge. It's funny though. It's different strokes for different folks, right? When you know, when Kevin Na's wife or whatever got boo, hey, Na owes me money, and they want to kill him in Korea. When Tiger Wood comes with his girlfriend, hey, Tiger, you wanted Augusta, good for you. You know what I mean? You got your new girlfriend, your kids. Like it's about the player. Let's call it out for what it is. Like you don't you don't think people liked it? Hey, Bubba Watson brought his basketball playing wife there. Boo. No one really cares, right? But when it's when it's the get along gang, Justin Thomas, Fowler, Tiger. In golf, it's like this little cliquey guy. There's certain guys that are like, hey, we're the popular guys on tour. When Kepka does it, he just brings his woman who's a smoke show. You know, so you know what I'm saying? Let me ask you. Let, let me ask you. So McCaffrey, is he worth it? Yes. They pay him all this money. You have to pay somebody on that team, Gabe. I know he's a fantasy guy. I don't think that, you can pay any running back that type of money. McCaffrey's different. The receptions that he gets, he is They the don't win with them. I know. I know, but it's not his problem that they don't win. McCaffrey's still... Oh, yeah, I said I got a bad... Him and Kamara, I'll, I'll say this. When you talk about running backs with receptions and the numbers, they're not just fantasy numbers that he puts up. So what are you going to pay the guy? What's he getting, $16 million a year? He's not going to get anything less than that. Like, Gordon was almost asking... No, I'm not saying you let him go. I'm just stating, I've come around on this stuff. If you look, like, Saquon Barkley hasn't helped the Giants at all. And Saquon Barkley's the best athlete I've seen live in person. Yes. Like I, uh, as far as a running back, I've never seen anything like it. I've seen a lot of people. I've never seen anything like it. The guy's amazing. Does he make the Giants better at all? The, the Carolina Panthers blow. I mean, so what? He's putting up a bunch of numbers. I, 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 I'm torn with this stuff because I do but, believe the running back position is important. That's but the thing. And you're an advocate for paying these guys. I would pay Melvin Gordon $8.5 million. <sighs> Here's the thing. And you're an advocate of guys not getting screwed and now and the way football has changed. Let's play less for the running back. Don't worry, we'll get our guy. We'll pay him seven or eight million dollars a few years. We don't have to pay the guy 12 plus million, right? And you talked about it with Le'Veon Bell. It's a position that people think they can fill in with other people and they don't have to pay that kind of money. If you're going to be an advocate for the backs, you got to pay guys like Christian McCaffrey that money. I get it. The Carolina Panthers still haven't won with him. But him oh, and Alvin Kamara, he's great. He's great. I, he does, like, I don't like the girlfriend stuff either, Gabe, but he's worth the money. Oh, I'm not ripping him for that. I just, yeah, whatever. I'm just being a grinch. Like, uh, like yeah, yeah, you have to pay him. Like, I don't no, know what the thing is. For less. I know, because I lost money. I know. It wasn't anyone else's fault. He didn't get in against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the one-yard line like three times in a row. That's true. And there was another game. There was literally two games last year, and McCaffrey got stuffed on the goal line at the end of the game, and he had a couple of cracks at it. And I like him. I'm not ripping him. I'm just saying, justifiably, you don't win. I don't know. I'm just looking at the track record. Yes. Teams with mega deal running backs do not win Super Bowls. It's not a way to build your roster. It just isn't. You know what I mean? The way to build the roster is with the cheap quarterback, the young quarterback, the, the running back by committee. Then you throw a couple of big box stud wide receivers, a couple of stud defensive linemen. Like, there's a recipe for it. You know, the Rams did it, but they lost. They made it to the Super Bowl, but they fell short doing it. Kansas City still has people on the cheap, right? Mahomes on the yep. cheap, et cetera. That allows them to make Watkins the fourth guy and the Even third for me, guy. Seattle, Russell Wilson was on a rookie deal. They had the Legion no, of Boom. I like the deal, Kev. I'm not saying yeah. I don't like it. I, you know, I did with Bridgewater, McCaffrey. I think Rule's a good coach. I'm just stating, yeah, good I, for yeah. you. It, you know, but it, does it make Carolina any better? No. You already really had not. him. And yeah. now, you're, now you owe a ton of money uh, to somebody after the fact. 
All right. So, you know, speaking, uh, you brought up Le'Veon Bell. And I think it, it's interesting, actually, because I've seen some people attach C.D. Lamb to the New York Jets. Mm. And you figure the Jets, it seems to make sense that the, the Jets need some weapons. They sure do. The thing is, they have Le'Veon Bell, who they pay a hell of a lot of money to. They don't use him enough. And it's like they don't like him. I know. Gase doesn't want him and doesn't like him. And I'm just thinking, if you bring in a Gase, you bring in a, you bring in a C.D. Lamb... How are you going to use them with Le'Veon Bell? Like, it's it, the, the Jets are a very weird team to get in the minds of. Adam Gase is a hard guy to figure out at the best of times. But what do you think of C.D. Lamb over under 12 and a half? But, of course, it is an ultra-deep wide receiver class. Yeah, I saw a 13 and a half. And I don't know, Gabe, uh, where do I think he's going to go? I think he's going to go probably to around – the Niners look good to me at 13. Wouldn't that be a nice fit with Jimmy Garoppolo? You already have a weapon in Kittle. They have guys on that team. You got a guy that could do all the little things too. Kittle's dangerous as it is right now. You so you throw CD Lamb to the Niners. Oh yeah, my God, yeah, 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 yeah. that's yeah, kind of what I was thinking. I, the Jets does make total sense though. I think you're absolutely correct. But at 13, I think the Niners are going to look at Judy or Lamb. I think they're going to go for a receiver, and I think he's that. That's the guy. It would fit in perfectly there with that offense. You talk about it. Some of the guys on the Niners, they can drop balls. Lamb does everything. You could line him up anywhere in any type of position. They make, they're almost unguardable now with Kittle. You throw him in the mix with the guys that they have, scary stuff. San Francisco, I think that's the last piece. Their defense is already very, very good. I like where you're going with that. And I think Shanahan would like a guy like Lamb. Well, that's the one thing Shanahan likes. He likes versatile guys. Yes, he does. Right, so he likes guys that can catch passes, that can go slant, can go deep. And that's the thing with Lamb. He really is Tyreek Hill, guys. Like, I've watched, I watch every Oklahoma game. And he's a little different than Hill. He's got better hands than Tyreek Hill does. But, I think he's tougher. Yes, he's, yeah, he's a little, he's tougher, he's a little stronger. But he's super fast. He can make, you know, he's got good hands. He'll make, the, you know, he'll make catches and traffic even for you. Um, for a little dude, he can go up and get a football. Yep. But he reminds me of Tyreek Hill a lot. And he's just a playmaker. And he'll make plays for you in the National Football League. We've talked about this in the past. I like him better than Jerry Judy. And I, I know a lot of people love Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy's that sort of, you know, your prototypical wide receiver guy. But Lamb in the modern NFL, it's all about burst of speed, man. Like, it's all quick, quick, quick. And a guy like Lamb can win football games for you. Little bubble screen, boom, he's gone. Jerry Judy's going to make a nice catch for a first down. And you're going to get back to the, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's more upside with me. Like, if, if put it this way, like, if I do, like, a little pitch reverse to Jerry Judy or to CeeDee Lamb, CeeDee Lamb's getting me more yards out of it. I agree. Like, Jerry Judy might be textbook and only look great at the combine and this and that and stuff. And I get it. And I'm not bashing Jerry Judy. I'm just saying, I think CeeDee Lamb makes NFL teams, you know, gives them a weapon. But if you look at, so we already, you know, Cincinnati is first, Washington is second. Detroit is third. They're not going to reach. They're going to go defense, no. I would imagine. The Giants ain't taking CeeDee Lamb. The Dolphins and the Chargers won't. Nope. The Panthers just spent a hell of a lot of money on Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yeah. I think they go defense. You talked about it with Isaiah Simmons there. Arizona's not. They just traded for DeAndre Hopkins. And Arizona, to me, and we'll get into some of these other players, actually, the linemen. Arizona, I think, takes alignment. Like, I think it's pretty point-blank, clear. Well, they got to protect, protect Murray, yes. right? Like, you saw Murray. That line was bad. 
oh, Arizona's line is horrendous. And I remember watching even just the Seahawks games against the Cardinals. Murray was running for his life. That's always been a problem with Arizona. Now you have a quarterback that can actually do things. And you saw him, Gabe, at the end. He was gassed at the end of the year from running for his life all the time. They have to protect him, very similar to the Giants and Jones. You know, um, San, it's a good call by you, San Francisco. He'd be, he'd be a nice fit. That's um, what I, and I don't want to think as a Seahawks fan. I'm worried <laughs> enough. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, as a, as a Buffalo Bill fan, I'm hoping that Gase gets something, does something stupid. They might. I hope he doesn't take CeeDee Lamb. They might do something stupid. Who knows what these guys are going to do? That's the thing. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> what are you going to talk about Adam Gase? Yeah. I don't uh, think Adam Gase knows what Adam Gase is going to do. He, he doesn't know. I don't know. The Jets need somebody, though. That, but, that's another thing about Darnold Gase. No, but it's not. Adam Gase isn't in control, right? Douglas is. They need he's a, a, he's a He's a competent guy. But the thing is, Douglas doesn't strike me as the type of guy that would take a a wide receiver. He's, you know, a linebacker, line. Like, you know, he seems like more of a lunch pail type of guy uh, to me. But that's the fascinating thing about the National Football League draft. But I do like CeeDee Lamb. Um, without being stated, though, Cam, and as you stated, there's 12 and a half, there's 13 and a half. Um, yeah, 12 and a half. Uh, Bet365 has CeeDee Lamb at 12 and a half. And does FanDuel have it at uh, 13 right now? Let's check in. This is the thing with these numbers. They yeah, bounce they around. All the they, time. Yeah. You got to be on top of it. If you like, you know, if you like the you over. Jiggle it. They jiggle. 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 They jiggle around. Jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. <laughs> yes, they do. A lot of jiggling. I, 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 they're jiggling like happy hour sapphire. <laughs> a lot of line movement. A lot of line movement. A lot of line <laughs> movement. All right. A couple other players, actually. A couple other yeah. props that have caught my eye that we didn't talk about. A couple of offensive linemen. Uh, that we'll get in. We'll get your questions of the day. Get on the grid. Get in a nation. SB Nation Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. You are watching and listening to Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenzi on the grid. And we welcome everybody uh, listening to this uh, simulcast uh, of the TV show on Sports Grid, SB Nation uh, Radio. I am Morenzi throwing it down with a raging redhead. Cam Stewart, NFL Draft, a little more than a week away uh, right now. We're trying to find some great props uh, for you guys. Uh, the CD Lamb one's not a great prop because it's it's tough. It's too close. Yeah, it's very accurate. He's. It's I, right I agree with I agree with you, Kev. I think CeeDee Lamb 
he goes like Jets 11 or Raiders 12, Niners 13 in, in that range, right? Yeah. Yep. So I, I think they, they've got that one bang on. Another wide receiver, I think the number is, I think the number, I was going to say too low or too high. I don't know. Um, it's confusing when you got to. Well, I know the over unders. I know it's. It's um, like yeah. I'm saying rugs will go over. Yes. Thirteen and a half. Yeah. So you see, rugs will be drafted 14th or yeah, high. Like, I don't see rugs going in the top ten. Like I see rugs as an 18 to 23, 20, like whatever. I think that I think they got that one wrong. Like CD Lamb is bang on 12 and a half. It's like yeah, he could be 11. He could be 12. He could be 13. I look at Ruggs, and I'm thinking, come on, man. He's not going to be that high. He's not getting that drafted that high. What do we talk about, too? Like How Jerry Judy's going before he is, and Jerry Judy's not going to go in the top eight or nine. Something. When you're betting the receivers, be very, very careful. After Judy and Lamb, I think there's going to be a lot of overs because we talked about the class. Guys are like, we can wait for our guy. We can. I told you, I like Claypool from Notre Dame. I think he's going to be a threat. What about Jefferson? Uh, they got so many other guys. Higgins, these are the guys, Gabe. Other than Lamb and Judy, I think, yeah, that number, I'm with you. We're, I think Ruggs could go like 20-something. Like, you know what I mean? I I, I would I definitely so take it's the consensus. Bucks. So, Bet365 and, and FanDuel. Um, in New Jersey, both have 12 and a half for Lamb, 13 and a half for Rugs. Yeah. Which, and and now they've got Judy at 12 and a half as well. So that tells you they don't know. Yeah. They don't know. And that's wrong. Like, Judy's going to be the, people are pretty convinced Judy's the first wide receiver taken. They I'm are. not convinced. I think C.D. Lamb could be. I think it's just a, a, prep, a choice. I agree. Of, but of after that, yeah. Dude, Ruggs is not – I'm going over 13 and a half. Ruggs is not getting drafted in the top 13 picks. You said it, Gabe. Think about this. So, say Lamb even goes at 11. There's no guarantee that a receiver is going to go there. I think with the numbers you have, I think that's good value to over 13 and a half on both guys. And we say this, Cam, because if you look, the Bengals are drafting Burrow. They're not taking a wide receiver. The nope. Redskins aren't taking a wide receiver with the second pick. It's a stacked wide receiver class. They're taking Chase Young if they don't trade the pick. Yep. The Detroit Lions, it's Matt Patricia. Yeah. <laughs> they're, going, they're going defense. Yeah, yeah, probably. I, mean, like, yep. I think they will take Akuda. Uh, the Giants already have Engram. They've got Darius Clayton. They've got uh, they've got Shepard. They've got the Saquon yeah. Barkley. They don't need another toy. They need like a they need some meat. Yeah, they need a lineman. The Dolphins ain't taking a luxury. Like a, a wide receiver is a luxury item, guys. Right, wide receiver is a team that's like, all right, we already got a lot. Like the Bills, like the Bills already had everything. We need a wide receiver. Let's get digs. You it's do. one of those deals. So, the Dolphins, no, they're not getting a wide receiver with the five pick. The Chargers, no, they're not taking a wide. They already have wide receivers. They they don't need a wide receiver. Um, they either take a quarter. They're, they're going to take a quarterback. Um, the Carolina Panthers, no, they, no, not Matt Rule building a football team. He knows. He knows a wide receiver is luxury and icing on a cake. Raiders might. Ding, ding. Now, Arizona, Arizona 8, no. Don't yeah. make the jump, huh? Arizona, yeah. Arizona 8, mm -hmm. they're not going to do it. They just traded for Hopkins. Correct. Jacksonville, they could. They, they might. shock me. They like Minshew. You know, it wouldn't shock me if they took a quarterback, too, later in the, in the draft, but... Maybe they take Jordan Love. Jacksonville could take a wide receiver. 
But Cleveland's not taking a wide receiver. God, no. The Jets could, but the Jets are weird. You never know what they're going to do. The Raiders, yes. So, but if the Raiders take anyone, I think the Raiders would take Lamb or Judy. They wouldn't take Ruggs. I agree with that. I agree with that. I think they'd probably take, uh, if you're the Raiders, you need a C.D. Lamb type. You need a receiver that can, uh, you know, break your ankles, do all sorts of different things, line up. Renfro's a good little guy, but he's he, he's more possession style. They need a guy that could stretch the field, help out the. It's all or nothing with Carr, too, Gabe. Like we know what, like they could say all they want. Gruden, oh yeah, yeah, we love Derek Carr, whatever. Well, we we looked at that offense. They have a nice new running back with Jacobs. He was good before he got banged up. They need a receiver. The silver and black, they need a receiver big time. You know why, though? All these guys are in this number, 12 and a half, 12 and a half, 13 and a half, because we just went through it. Uh, Cincinnati, no. Washington, no. Detroit, no. Giants, no. Dolphins, no. Chargers, no. Panthers, no. Cardinals, no. Jags, maybe. Browns already have no. their weapons as it is. Yeah. Um, the Jets, so, like, really, if you look at the wide receiver lane, it's that, that neighborhood. It's like a Monopoly board. You turn the, you know what I mean? It's like (laughs) New York, Las Vegas, San Francisco. 11, 12, 13. That's sort of the, there could be a bump there in like fantasy football drafts. It could happen. The Jets could take CD Lamb at 11, and the Raiders could say, oh, God, all right, we better take Judy now. Boom, at 12. There could be a domino effect there with Ruggs, but I don't think so. Just because there's so many of these guys, there's so many good wide receivers this year, guys. Teams know they can wait. But I do think that run on wide receiver starts around then. So um, I will say, though, I'll put my name on it, Ruggs over 13 and a half. I agree with that. Lamb and and Judy are tough cam because they're accurate numbers. I think the Ruggs is a little soft here. I think he should be 16 and a half, 17 and a half, not 13 and a half. I agree. I think the over is a very, very good play with rugs and you talk about it. We both talked about it. This wide receiver class is 15 deep for talent. I think a lot of guys go, we can wait till the third, second, third like round. Denver and 15 even. Yeah. Denver can use a weapon. They could. They a need a wide receiver. Actually. Lock, you know what I mean? Yeah. Got Melvin Gordon running back. You have a decent defense. Now you get a speed burner for lock. Yep. You get a rugs 15. Yeah. You know, Judy, but he, like I'm saying, like rugs could go 15 speed burner. Denver hey, just run straight down the field, kid. Right. The thing is, Ruggs is a little raw. And me and Cam have talked about this in the past. Judy is a lot like Amari Cooper. He's pretty smooth. Like, you know what I mean? He's a smooth, prototypical Alabama receiver. Yeah. Right? And his patterns are good. Ruggs is basically get the ball in his hand, and he just runs north-south past everybody. He's He's a sprinter. fast. Yes, he is. Right? World-class speed. NFL coaches and general managers are generally reluctant to those guys. They're they're one dimensional, right? And then you know it's just yeah he's gonna go straight down the field. But I'm saying for a team like Denver, you've got him a running back now. You know what I mean? You've got a decent defense in Denver with Vic Fangio and stuff. Your defense is always gonna be good. You've got talent on defense. You've got the nice tight end and Noah Fant. Yeah, they need they need receiver. The receiver. You know, Portland Sutton's good, but you need like another Burley yeah, now. Like Fowler yeah. or whatever. They they have a lot of one B one C receivers. They need a real receiver but i'm gonna go over 13 and a half for rush let's talk about the offensive linemen and dude i think we've got a couple of gems here as far as the bets where tristan Wirfs over under eight and a half under and jedrick willis is eight and a half that's close i'll tell you what if you take both these guys under 
you're you'll going win. no worse than one and one. I agree. You might go you two and zero. Oh. I think they both go, Kev. I've got worse going to the Giants Man. four. Yeah. And I've got all, oh, let's say, Jedrick Willis. I'm going to call it right now. I'm calling it right now. Jedrick Willis, Arizona Cardinals. I like They're going to love him. Big, mean kid, six foot five. You know, it's funny. I was reading a scouting report for Jedrick Willis, Alabama. And uh, I was reading a scouting report for him. And you can't make this up. They're like, well, some people don't like his size. And I'm like, he's six foot five, 320. What do you want? <laughs> Yeah, are you kidding me? No, it's yeah. never enough. Yeah. Like, they're, yeah, like, yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, his, his size is a little bit of a problem. We like to be a little bigger. And it's like, well, he's 6'5". And then they're like, but he has the feet of a basketball player. Yeah, thanks. So, so in other words, you're telling me 6'5", 320, a super athlete. Yeah. He's going to be able to run down the field and block. And then you go on and you, you just look at the kid and you know. You're like, oh, this kid's got a mean streak. Yeah. And he does. And basically, they stated, like, he's the meanest guy in the draft almost. Not in a bad way. He hasn't done bad things. Yeah. Like, he's not a bad person. But on football field, he likes, like, running you over. They're like, he's got a violent nature and streak that will fit right in. That's what I read. Someone said he's got a violent nature that will fit right into the NFL. <laughs> yeah, and what's what's Arizona's problem? When you look at Arizona, they've been a soft team. Nobody exactly. was ever afraid you get them. a big, like, mean kid. The Seahawks in that division, they had 49ers. What do you watch? You watch them kill the quarterback, dominate their offensive line time after time. You have an investment like Kyler Murray, you need to protect them. It's very simple. The Cardinals, don't screw this up if you're them. Yeah, they need they need offensive line help big time. I agree with you 100%. And I think we're close to the Giants, too. He's a good football player, this Jedrick Willis kid. Yes, he is. And I think, you know, the eight and a half. Listen, I think the worst is a great bet. Worst is not lasting to the ninth pick, bro. No, 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 no. No, like, they're, he's going to go. And knowing the Giants, let's just be real. Are they going to take the big farm boy from Iowa? Or are they going to take the big, mean kid from Bama that's got tattoos and dreadlocks? The farm boy. They're taking the farm boy. Let's just <laughs> that's the way they call it. Yeah, it's not not rocket science here. Giants. Yeah, we got Daniel just Jones. Me, Danny Jones. They're both to be wearing khakis. Hey, you doing? Hey, nice to meet you, Tristan. <laughs> oh, true. Like when you look at Daniel Jones, he's got like the southern look, the button-down shirt, perfect hair. You can tell he's got like the southern part. Like it's uh, it's perfect. Yeah, no, the Giants love those like G shucks. Kind of like those southern. Oh, they yeah. Do. They, yeah, they do. Like, and it's funny yeah. because they bring him into New York City. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's got to be by design. It's got to be like, yeah, it's a big market, and if we bring in someone with attitude, like sort of, I think they're worried that everyone will turn into Odell. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. If a guy gets good and he's sort of not a G shucks guy, that they've yeah. got a problem. Like, you know what I mean? If you look at giant stars like Lawrence Taylor, Odell. It does. You become larger than life, though, when you're on one of these giant teams, if you're good. But Tristan Wirfs is just the perfect fit for the Giants. We all know there's no secret. Listen, if Chase Young, for some reason, fell and there was a bunch of trades and weird stuff started happening, then I think the Giants were considered taking Chase Young. The Giants need a pass rusher. But, and this is for people that maybe, you know, didn't don't know that you just saw Danny Jones highlights or his stats or whatnot, but the kid is freaking good. Like this kid, Danny Dimes can drop it on a dime. He's like incredibly accurate. He reads the field incredibly well. It's very bizarre. Like his turnover, a lot of young quarterbacks, it's like, kid, 
Like, why would you throw that? Like, what did you see? No, the problem he doesn't was, do that. They he jumped on that. He okay. stands. What's that? They got on. Like, when you watch the Giants game, they got on him so fast he couldn't even make it. Like, he was in the crouch position with three guys coming at him a lot of the yeah, time. But, yeah, well, but he's but he on him as well. His pocket awareness is a problem. It is. Like, basically, it's like, bro, at some point in time, you've got to clue in. Your offensive line sucks. And you can't just, like, blindly stand there. Like, he fumbled, like, every second time he touched the ball almost near the end of the year. And, like, it got, like, to be at a point where it's like, all right, like, thank God the year's over. Right? <laughs> yes. But the thing is with him, and the Giants were a great over. They were a great over bet because – He's that good. It's basically every giant drive either results in a giant touchdown, field goal, or he'll turn it over, and it'll lead to points for the other team. Like, he really was. It was like one of these deals, like an offensive defenseman in hockey. It's like, yeah, you scored a goal, but we just gave up a penalty. Like, yeah, there was a, a breakaway because of yeah. you. Red Burns. Like, it goes like both that. ways. Yep. But the thing is, they have Saquon Barkley. They have Sterling Shepard. They have Evan Engram. They have Darius Slayton came on last year. Like, they're stacked at the skill position players. They're very good, the Giants, and skill position players. They have a lot of young talent on defense as well. Like, the Eagles are the team to beat next year in this division, in my opinion. But the Giants are, like, two years away. Not this upcoming year. The following year, the Giants could be good if Gettleman doesn't screw things up. But I do believe that Tristan Wirfs is almost a mortal lock to go to the Giants fourth overall, and his, the prop is eight and a half. That's crazy. So, yeah, the prop, the prop is eight and a half. Jedrick Willis, not such a great bet, even though I do think Willis does go under the eight and a half. But the worst bet is a better one, in my opinion. It is. I'm going to be honest with you. With the, and you saw the Giants and the turnovers. I don't think they're that far away from the Dallas Cowboys. I think the Eagles are at the top of that division. The Giants gave, think about the games they lost that they were in because of turnovers late by Danny Dimes and an inconsistent uh, line and the mistakes that they made. They've had, you said it, Slayton was an absolute stud at the end. He was amazing. I can't believe they didn't expect that type of production. Barkley will be better with an offensive line. The defense is going to get better. They still have some good players. I think Dallas, they're a team that's regressing. Yeah, the while the Giants don't have. Nah, the thing is, the Cowboys are still better. The Cowboys, say what you will about Mike McCarthy, but well, listen, I don't know. It's hard to judge Joe Judge, pardon the pun. It's hard to judge someone that hasn't coached yet. Yeah. But I don't have, like, the utmost confidence in this guy. You know? And that's another thing with the type of character players that they'll have where they're going to want, like, real yes men, right? It's like a little belly. He's like a mini Belichick wannabe. So I think Tristan Wirfs fits fits that mold uh, for them as well at four at four. But at four and a half, I think it's a real, uh, it's a real good bet. Tristan Wirfs under eight and a half. Like, yeah, I'm surprised it's that high, actually. Yeah, I'd put it probably in my book around six and a half. I think eight and a half, even lower than that. I, I think it's crazy. And by the way, Gabe, uh, just quickly, I know we don't have time. I don't think Mike McCarthy's a lock in Dallas either. What's so? What are you doing with Green Bay? What they have one Super Bowl with with, with with a stacked team? He couldn't get along with Aaron Rodgers. I think Mark Mike McCarthy he gets a job because he's a football guy. I don't think there's anything special. He's very predictable and vanilla too. We'll see. He's, yeah. Listen, I wouldn't be the first guy I would have hired either. I'm not going to. No, no I, I wouldn't have hired him. I would have gone with somebody else. But we're not in the NFL fraternity. The thing is. Mike McCarthy is not a clown. No, he's not. You know what I mean? Like, it, it happens, dude. It happens to coaches. It happens in any relationship. It happens. 
He was there a long time in Green Bay. Yep. Aaron Rodgers also. Aaron Rodgers is not the easiest guy to get along with. No, he's not. I right? agree so, with that. I think he managed the relationship as long as he could with Rodgers. And I, even me, I wondered. I was like, why are you pissing Rodgers off all the time? I think he just had enough. And he yeah. was like, you know what? Whatever happens, happens. I think they both got to that point where they drifted, where he sort of wanted to go McCarty, and Rodgers sort of wanted to go as well. Yeah, I like Belichick and Brady ended like yeah, the same exactly. way. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.